All right. Public Access America, guess what? I met somebody from TikTok because of one of his videos and it was discussing homelessness and it was just straightforward and it was to the point and it, it's stuff that has come out of my mouth before. And so I wanted to say hi to Derek, who is also known as the underscore introvert on TikTok. Please go ahead and follow him. And uh, what I wanted to do, if it's okay with you, Derek, is just kind of play the video so people know what we're talking about. And then we're going to play a theme song and then come back and get into the show. How about this? Sounds good. Okay, so these guys have their own bathroom. And so this lady is complaining about homelessness in Portland, Oregon. And she makes a video about it to post on TikTok. I don't know who you're trying to appeal to. Those are human beings. They're just trying to stay warm. They're trying not to shit in the street. Yeah, they have their own fucking bathroom. What do you want people who are homeless to do? Hmm? Where do you want them to go? Just away from you so you don't have to look at it so you can sleep better at night? You pretend that they don't matter anymore? See, people like you are the problem. You're not offering solutions. You're just offering judgment. How about this? Go fuck yourself, you self-righteous bitch. It is time now. For something positive. We might be headed to the promised land of speaking the truth and finding our external liberty once we internally liberate ourselves. Problem can only be solved when there is a kind of coalition of conscience. Of conscience. Because that is how it works. This is the beginning, it is not the finale. And that's why we're here. And that's why we rally, 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 rally. We've got to be that creative minority. Creative minority. Creative minority. Find a way to get in the way. I got in trouble. It was good trouble. It was necessary trouble. Frankly, I know we've got to do something. Hello, everybody, and welcome to yet another episode of Public Access America. Happy New Year. Welcome in. I hope you find a comfortable seat. My name is Jason, and this is going to be a little clip show. But, you know, ahead of the clips, I want to say thank you to everybody for listening. And I want to say especially a big thank you to Kai's Fly from the Unsubscribe Podcast for helping me with that music. I hope you like it. The weird thing is, is I wanted boldness i wanted a certain sound but i wanted a shorter song right and so i asked uh kai from unsubscribe to help me and uh, that's what she gave me and it was perfect we are on a similar page when it comes to podcasting and i really appreciate her podcast so go check that out kai is fly on uh, tiktok unsubscribe is the podcast anyway thank you what i'm what i'm realizing as i do this clip show and i'm trying to record is that the hardest thing to do is record these moments these are live recordings with just me and it's the most difficult thing i do is talk to myself so thank you for listening you can find us anywhere you find your favorite podcasts you can find us on apple podcasts for you android users you can find us on spotify for you disabled and visually impaired people you can find us on victor reader or audible 
Apple or Amazon Music. And for everybody else, if you just want to check us out, you can ask your smart device to play the latest episode of Public Access America, and it will, because we're that good. You can also find our live streams on YouTube at Public Access America, noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific, every Sunday. And you can find live streams of Inspirations Beyond Disabilities on Inspirations Beyond Disabilities on YouTube. It's just another show that I record with, and I love those guys. Ezric, we have a great group. We have a great group there. And what I'm coming to terms with as I record is that we have a great and growing group. Adam from Adam Has a Beard. Corbin from the Peace and Purpose podcast. Jeffrey and I from Public Access America. But we have Kai from Unsubscribed, like I said, and I'll keep mentioning. And then we have, like, all these great people at Inspirations Beyond Disabilities. And sometimes it's just, it's hard to fathom that we have such a great group of people that are willing to be open and honest about human issues. And we've always believed here at Public Access America that long form conversation can create understanding and empathy that will help you in a situation you haven't encountered yet by listening to people that you may encounter right? So if you listen to blind people talking ahead of meeting a blind person, guess what? You're going to be a lot more woke about it. You're going to be a lot more informed about it. And the truth is, is none of us really want to insult anybody else, right? We want to know the basics, right? So that's what we do at Inspirations Beyond Disabilities. That's what Adam does at Adam Has a Beard. That's what we do at Public Access America. That's what Corbin's going to do in season four, starting January 4th, he's going to be talking about joy in the workplace. How do you find that? And how do you preserve yourself and grow while doing it? And I'm excited to hear about that. You know what I mean? Inspirations beyond disabilities. We are always having great conversations with great people. We got Jay and Shy and Bella. Welcome Bella to the family. Um, we have Ezric, we have Kai, we have Dave, we have Brittany. We have a great group of people that are willing to be open and honest. And what I think is amazing, and before I get to these clips, is that it's being received around the around the world. And I'm not saying that to be facetious. What I'm saying is that I didn't expect that. We're an America-based podcast that um, started with moments from history, original audio clips from history to kind of examine America and its history and its role in the world and how the world has affected us and how we've affected the world. And at some point, honestly, there wasn't enough history to explain the current days and so jeffrey came on and we started having conversations about this stuff in real time because these issues matter like the beginning that you just heard from derek and homelessness our perceptions of these issues are to sweep them under the rug by demeaning them and getting angry at them and shouting them away and that doesn't happen more and more people are homeless every day 560,000 homeless people will go to sleep tonight scared of their future 560,000 out of 350 million we can't solve that problem it's ridiculous we have people piling up on our border because we won't let them in and we have a shortage of people to do the jobs that we need done these people are dying one every three days migrants just to pick the food that you eat you know so we need to think about this stuff in a human level and what i think is amazing is when i look through my stats the countries that i see that are actually listening i think it's amazing of course we have the uk and australia which I love you guys because your time zones are so different. But then we have like Taiwan. We have Malta. You know 
You know Jeffrey and I, we love Malta. We want to go to Malta. We want to eat in Malta. We want to go see these megalithic structures in Malta. Anybody that doesn't know if they want to go to Malta doesn't know enough about Malta. Honest, honest. Malta is the place on the planet to go. That's where I want to visit. So thank you, Malta. But the Russian Federation, Afghanistan, India, um, we have all these great countries that are listening because we're addressing things on a human level, and that transcends any politics. It doesn't matter if you're com in communism or socialism or a democracy or utilitarianism or nationalism. Human issues are human issues. People that are hungry are hungry. People that want freedom want freedom, and that's everywhere, right? And so I'm happy to be a part of that. Um, this is going to start with a conversation we had with Corbin. We had Corbin from the Peace and Purpose podcast on with Adam his. Um, Adam from Adam has a beard. They joined Jeffrey and I in a conversation that ended up being how do I fix me a multi podcaster event part one because I'm hoping to have other podcasters come in after listening to that and have their say you know what I mean and so I'm hoping this is a continuing conversation and so but we we started as I like to do with kind of just loosening up the conversation. You know, a lot of our heavy topics come from looser conversations because when you start loose, people feel free to have an opinion. And once people have, uh, have an opinion, if you don't attack them for that, they feel better in examining that because we all want to examine our opinions like a theory, right? And we need to test them amongst other people, but we've been testing them amongst ang angry, angry, angry people that just want to have an opinion on everything. Look, I'm not an infectious disease expert, so I'm not going to tell you about infectious diseases. I know humans, so that's what I'm going to talk about. So what we did was we started, we started with, um, I don't know, let's just get into it. We started with Jeffrey while we were waiting for our guests, but somehow got into football. So, and that's football, American football, that's not football. So I'm sorry to all of our overseas listeners. Bear with me. It's still a fun conversation. And uh, thank you for listening to Public Access America. Here's a clip that we did not have time in our regular shows to air. So thank you for listening to Public Access America. This is Corbin from the Peace and Purpose podcast, Adam from the Adam Has a Beard podcast, and Jason and Jeffrey from Public Access access america welcome back to public access america my name is jason his name is jeffrey and we are here just to talk like we always do about all these fun things i think we ended with joe manchin in the senate and now we're back and it's thursday and wow it's been a week what what do you recall from just specifically this past tuesday <laughs> <laughs> uh pizza i recall oh, pizza man so I wanted to add, I want we can get this started. I kind of wanted to know what your favorite moment of the year was. Like, was there a moment that defined 2021 that you could put in the history book is what you'll remember about it? mRNA vaccinations, mm. because they opened up so many possibilities for treating so many different diseases. And for the first time in a long time, there are people that have been suffering from diseases for decades that are going to have hope for a change. <laughs> and that, that is cool. That's that is really cool. fucking cool. Go you science. know, because, you know, that's, that's going to be one of those things where, um, 
you know, between between the current pandemic, between diseases that we are currently dealing with, between, you know, cancer, new cancer treatments, between Alzheimer's treatments, you know, there's so yeah. much Valley out fever. there. Valley fever. There's so much that these vaccines, these new vaccines are looking at doing that uh, it's just really awesome. Like last, you know, this last year has really been like the tale of what does physical health start to look like for people? I love the idea that, you know, I'll have family members that may never have to worry about what Alzheimer's will do to them. That's beautiful. That was a great thing I took away from that. If those, if the, if it can eat those proteins, the people that have Alzheimer's or dementia could actually regain function, man, that almost made me cry. Cause I know a lot of people suffering, you know, exactly. And just, you know, you think about it, it's like, you know, that technology is, you know, and the fact that Mayo Clinic said that, uh, this week, uh, they said that people that have gotten the MRNA cancer vaccines, people who are unresponsive to chemo and radiation are starting to respond to these treatments positively. Mm-hmm. Like that's exciting. So for the first time in a long time, there are going to be new possibilities out there to treat things that we've been battling with for decades. And that, that is the coolest thing about 2021. Brother, let me ask you this real quick, man. I know this may be playing devil's advocate. Good morning, everybody. Good morning, Adam. Yeah, good morning. morning. Good morning. I love Corbin, each. By the way, from the piece I love it each and every up, one guys? of you. I love each and every one of you. But let me ask you this, brother. Why do you think it's taken us so long to get any kind of cancer, anything, any kind of treatments for cancer that are actually 100% effective or even remotely effective can cure cancer? Is it? What the what they what what the gringos call it? It's proverbial money. Oh, and that's they... that's absolutely part of it. And and the reason why is is that there, the saying was always there's more money in prolonging the problem than there was uh, offering oh, the yeah. cure. But yeah. also too, like when you look at mRNA technology, mRNA technology really only started to develop in the last ten years. Mm-hmm. But thanks to thanks to the influx of funding from the federal government in order to get an mRNA vaccine for COVID yeah. all of a sudden, you know, it, the technology got more advancement done in the course of 10 months than they had able to get done in 10 years because they finally had all of this cash at the disposal to yeah. upgrade, get all the things that they needed. And so suddenly now that, you know, they knew that this technology was going to be easy to fine tune and replicate, but they didn't have the means to get to that point until now. And so now, like all of these big pharmaceutical companies are now going, oh, shit, if we don't get this out first, some of these other places are going to get it out first. And so now you have this race for different treatments and cures that you haven't seen in a long time. It's like a plateau of information. Funding gets us to a plateau and then we can explore what we've learned in a variety of ways. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. That's what's cool. Like what he's talking about, this technology is like a suitcase for what we put the the stuff in, you know what I'm the information in. So it's a revolutionary new suitcase that we put into our bodies. And then our body goes, Oh, a new book to read. You know what I mean? So So Corbin, I wanted to ask you like, 
Thank you for being here, by the way. We're here with Corbin from the Peace and Purpose podcast, which I'm just so excited to have you on board in this conversation. And I want to hear more about your podcast. But what I want to know is, what are you going to take away? What are what are they going to be able to write in the history books about 2021 that you'll remember? What defines about them? 2021? Yeah. Jesus. What defines okay. this? Okay. Well, you know, let, let me let me take on that guy. And by the way, before I get into that. You're a little What's loud, up? so if you could turn it down a little. And Adam, you oh, I'm gonna, are, I'm something's, turn it down. something's rubbing, and I don't know what it is. But you I love you. You want to know what it is? Do you really want to know what it is? What well, are you I, rubbing, Adam? What are you rubbing? Please don't define ideas. 2021 for me like that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sitting perfectly still. Go. Sorry, Corbin. <laughs> no, it's totally okay. No, I mean, oh, I like it's, it's a pleasure. Oh, do you, do you like this volume here? Is this a yeah, yeah, nice yeah. soothing, soothing mm. poem for you? Um, <clears throat> pants are off yeah. now. We're good. What? Oh boy! <laughs> Wait, Welcome what to the family, bro. <laughs> what, was, what was rubbing before your pants were off? Hey, whoa! What? <laughs> <laughs> Jeffrey, stop it! Stop yeah. it! <laughs> I think I think for good reason. There's no waist down action on this Zoom right. meeting, so that's perfect. Oh, hold my beer. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I need to go. I need to get up and go get <laughs> the full body camera cams. You can find on Chatterbait, by the way. Our name is Public Access Pod. <laughs> Sign me up for three. <laughs> the, the under the desk view will cost you 750 tokens. <laughs> anyway, sorry, Corbin. We are all about the tangents, but what defines 2021 oh, for you? I, lo- I love tangents. I, I yeah, it's it's wonderful. Um, defines 2021. I don't know. Just personally, like uh, buy real estate whenever the market's down. <laughs> That's what summarizes 2021 for me. I love it. Um, yeah, I'd say that, and I'd also say that. It, it's a much harder game to play as humans whenever we're not on the we're not we're not receptive to one another. It's a, it, it's a harder game to play, um, mm. but it's also easier to not be receptive to one another because it's easier to conflict over technology than it is to to make eye contact with someone and disagree with them. Um, yeah. So I th- I think it that opens the door for less productiveness as a result of it being so easy to disagree. Um, mm-hmm. But at the same time, if we can have the uh, personal, con- the self-control to, you know, act in a way that's reasonable on there, it's also the most powerful tool being the internet. So like that, I think just sort of a double-edged sword in that, in that regard. So that's my, that's my it. take. I think there's people saying that's green and other people going, screw you. It's not red. <laughs> you know? And it's right. these stupid arguments that don't actually relate to each other. So, but I think but the we're crazy getting thing back though, to a it, human perspective. And I really yes. love that. I see that on the horizon. I was asking Jeffrey about that. What are we going to do when normal is back? What are we going to do with all this like outrage and, you know, culture, canceling and everything when everything is normal and nobody has an issue with every single thing that's said everywhere all the time right and and that's the crazy thing though because the internet oh my gosh like Mm. it could be the best tool we've ever like this could be such a productive thing yeah um but it's like it requires so much self-control simultaneously so we gotta like work that out and but after that i think we're i think we're looking pretty golden i love that and that's what your podcast is about right teaching people on just a human level one-on-one how to be 
how to get through things, right? How to get past yeah. things, how to overcome things, how to get out of the hole that you found yourself in. And I like that. Yeah. My, my, my podcast, well, one, it's quite simply, it's about having more positive, like the ratio of positive emotions to negative emotions, having mm. more weighted to positive. That's the, I mean, that's the whole game of life honestly like Optimism i mean if anybody like like that's the whole i think we misconstrue it for other things like you know whether it's money and yes important to a certain level of course but like that's the game but the podcast is about you know at 90 i want to look back and be happy with the decisions i made um and not be the guy who said oh i wanted to do all that stuff but i was too scared to do it and mm -hmm. here i am in a rocking chair and i can't do anything about it now i um, always imagine so. myself looking at god and going he made me do it. <laughs> Damn it. That was not, me, yeah. wasn't it? Let me into heaven. It's not my fault. He made me do it. It's like, oh God. It's like, hey, hey, if you're if you're a Calvinist, you might be able to play that. Yeah. No, I'm True. not. I am not. I mm. love that. And that kind of fits into Adam's theme, which is also just like better mental health, better knowledge, knowing your surroundings, surviving through the struggles and learning from other people. What I feel like is we've all stepped in holes and I know the people that are coming behind me are about to step in the same holes. But if they listen to us ahead of time, maybe they'll avoid the hole. And I think that's what we're all um, striving for. We're all trying to use our experience to tell people where the landmine is so they don't blow their leg off. Right, Adam? I think so, man. I mean, you know, it's sure we're forging our own path, but at the same time, man, it's, it's a path that somebody else has laid before us. So if we're avoiding the same holes, we're avoiding new holes and <laughs> creating new holes for other people. Fuck them. Yeah. <laughs> Well, not really, but you know what I'm saying. I mean, right. if you have to, you have to. You gave them a chance. If they didn't I live did, up to yeah. it, move on. Like yeah. not everybody is meant for everybody, but that doesn't mean you have to hate what isn't for you. Like right. I don't like sardines, right. but I don't fucking hate sardines. I hate people that <laughs> eat them and then kiss me. <laughs> Sorry, has this happened I, a lot? Sorry, Jay. Yeah, yeah, I don't know Jeffrey why. And I. What is yeah, that a theme for? I don't even know. How do you just constantly meet women that like to eat sardines before bed? It's so yeah. Weird. I don't know. I don't know where you're meeting them. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, you're not here in Seattle, so uh, well, it is Olympia, plenty of so. fish. It is plenty right. of fish. I guess Ooh. that man. Mm -hmm. I didn't realize it was a plenty of sardines. <laughs> plenty of sardines. Plenty of anchovies. Mm, get some fish. Mm. I might go on plenty of fish and just start hitting on women. Like, hey, what kind of fish do you like to have sex with? <laughs> oh, my I God. This, I is that this the next step fish, of this? I thought this was a fish site. I don't even know. What is it? Aquatophobia or aquatolove? I don't know what it would be. Uh, Aquatophilia, yeah. There you uh, go. Yeah. There Not you necro, go. not to be confused with necrophilia. Yes. Again, just, just saying for a friend. It's not me. It's, a few weeks Preach. ago, I wanted to bring up the topic of uh, people that are into bestiality believe they should be on the LGBTI spectrum and LGBT no. is like, um, no, because sex is consensual. And I was like, that's a good right. answer. Not going to bring it up. Moving on. <laughs> yeah. No shit. Dude, there's a show out here. Uh, um, it's called Zoo, and it's based off the dude who got exploded by that horse in Enumclaw, which is well, how far is Enumclaw from here, Jeffrey? What, maybe an hour? Yeah, about two? an hour, yeah. Yeah, no, please, no. Bestiality people, how about this? Shut the fuck up. No. Right. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Get yeah. yeah, that dude, that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. like, like I, I don't know what part of uh, getting fucked to death by a donkey is, like, you know, you're or a horse. Thing, but 
or a horse or whatever. All I know is, is that that's a, it's a very Enum claw thing to do and, and don't do it. Yeah. Don't do it. Please don't Suicide do it. is a personal decision and I would never want to get in. in that the... is literally death by Boomba. Yeah. Death Jesus. By... I mean, if you're going to it's either that or audio asphyxiation. I think the donkey might or be erotic. You know what? Look, if you choose the David Carradine path, then at least you're not <laughs> fucked to death by a horse. Kung Fu. Great movie. Mm. Great show. Mm. Mm. I wish that was back. Why are you mm. putting Starsky and Hutch on Hulu? I want some Kung Fu. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Mm. What's mm. that? Hey, what's that show, Adam, that you had me watch? The Kung Fu show. I couldn't uh, remember the name of it. Oh, I thought it was the other show. The, 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 the two midgets. You can't call them midgets anymore, though. They're little people. Two Wait, little not people that show? And a big cup? No, the other one. The, oh, the other one. Uh, Warrior? warrior my friend was telling me he's like you know the uh, asian people were slaves too the chinese were slaves and i was like yeah they built the railroad and when they died they just filled in the the ditches on the side and he was like i wish i could learn more but he learns from like theatric history Mm. watch abraham lincoln and i told him you should watch warrior because warrior is a great portrayal of the asian community's oppression in a weird way that's why i watched it because it was so weird to see that sorry yeah it was it was definitely a good depiction of what happened back in the day you know i mean obviously the chinese were treated you know the chinese americans well they they were chinese now anyways they were treated really horribly you know Mm -hmm. what i mean and forced to do this shit you know make the do those railroads oh you're dead guess what Uh bye (laughs) shovel full of rocks on him you know and i think the warrior portrayed you know them trying to break that oppression and Mm -hmm. uh and in conversations with you know like like the cast that we, you know we had it was was pretty awesome to see how they were just like impacted by how they had to portray that character and how Personally, deep they yeah. into it. Yeah. So there's a lot of investment into the show, and I think that's what made that show so fantastic. Mm. You know, talking to Perry Young, I mean Perry Young is such a such a badass. Anyway, I mean he played Father June in it. He played uh. Uh, he played Boogie's dad in, in the, the movie called Boogie. I mean, he was so invested in the Asian community, you know, with the, the rights and, and just how beautiful it is. I mean, it was yeah. just great people. It was just great, you know. Mm-hmm. I, love it. I love that. Man, mm. what was I thinking? I just had a thought and you made me lose it because I wanted to kiss you. Sorry. Bam! <laughs> and check out so, Adam has a beard. He has interviews from these shows from uh warrior the cast of warrior um one of them was the stunt designer um the stunt coordinator brett chan yes that was a mm-hmm. great conversation he is such an amazing dude to listen to just so full of energy and he yeah, he, like, he left the set of skyscraper with the rock to go work on warrior and i was like damn that's giving up like i don't know if you can get back in a business like is rock gonna hire you when you drop out you know but oh it yeah was worth it for warrior definitely Oh, for sure. They got nominated for several, uh, several of those little statues. What are those things called? The Golden Globes. Yeah. And then, uh, and every time he, he, we got on with some of the, you know, the cast members, he was, uh, he'd pop on at the end and say, Hey, what's up? And give everybody shit. And it, was, it was hilarious. And it's so awesome to see how tight that crew was. I mean, it didn't matter what scene they were in or we didn't matter what they were doing at what time, mm-hmm. but they were just super tight. I think that makes it, a, that's what made that show so special is the fact that, seeing them on the screen seeing how awesome they were and then seeing them off screen you know regular conversation with everybody everybody joking about somebody about something and Mm -hmm. well the only bad thing that came out of it is uh rich ting who guy who played bolo you know 
Uh, mm-hmm. He, uh, I owe him dinner. We we bet, you know, nice. Rams, Rams and Seahawks, and I lost. What is going on with that? I mean, come on, anti-vaxxers, you're ruining football now. Oh you guys, yeah. I'm sorry, Corbin. Are you into football? You're in North Carolina, I am. so I'm imagining yeah, it's more yes, college, 100%. right? Is it football or is it uh, football? Football. Football. Hell, <laughs> <laughs> what? So, what's your team, Corbin? What team you got? What's the team, man? I am. I don't know if I'm going to get love or hate here. I'm. I'm a Tom Brady guy all the way. Nice. Tom Brady's okay. All right. All right. Not an adverse reaction. Appreciated. I'm just kidding. He sucks balls. What is if wrong? You said you were, if you said you were a Patriots fan, I would have had to give you a ton of shit. Yeah. Uh, as a go. New York Giants fan. Uh, so. New York Giants. What the fuck? I thought it was the Panthers. That's why I. Picked I also like the Panthers. The, what the, the fuck? I've liked I like the Panthers like ever Ron since Rivera. they came in. I like Ron uh. Rivera. Yeah, uh, Ron R- Riverboat, Ron Rivera. Dude, I love nice. football in general, man. I mean, Me you know, there's, there's so many people in so many, you know, positions. I mean, like, obviously, Tom, so Tom Brady, let's talk about Tom Brady. He is possibly going to go down in history as one of the greats because he is the greatest. He just is. Oh, yeah. Everything he's yeah. accomplished. His stupidity, his hot wife. Uh, that's it. That's all I can think of. <laughs> and then, uh, you know, everywhere else, you know, so Steelers, Big Ben is retiring. Who gives a fuck? He hasn't done anything magical. Yeah. He hasn't done anything great. You know, he won but, one Super Bowl, right? Juan Super Bowl. Juan. Was it one or two? Did he win one or two? It might have been just one. But Tom Brady I think has it's won just one. I don't. Yeah. Yeah. yeah but Tom Brady has won. It, it doesn't even matter. The man is stupid amount. Stupid, yeah. insane amount of Super Bowls, and he is just like he's smart. He's really smart about the game. You know, if Peyton Manning was any was halfway decent, he probably would have you know gotten a lot too. But his his intelligence for the game was really phenomenal too. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah, right. Uh, you know, who yeah, else? I was just been- thinking about that. We don't hit like Ben and Brady are like the last standard bearers for the quarterback. It's so weird how Eric. like that the whole position tends to turn over without you yep. even noticing it. And now there's all these rookies that are acting like veterans. I think that is so cool. I'm yep. so excited to watch. Oh, yeah. Why Tyler did Matthew Murray. Matthew Stafford go into the Rams? Like I was like, I came out of hibernation, watched a game and I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. Herbert, uh, Justin, Her- um, is it Justin Herbert? He came out of Oregon state, you know, for the, for the ducks anyway. And he's now with the Chargers. The kid is phenomenal. Him and Kyler Murray went toe-to-toe and just brought down hell. And that's going right. to be a phenomenal thing to see. These these two young cats, you know, playing ball. I mean, Wilson is still in there. You know, we got Rodgers still in there. But we also got Rogers, Lamar Jackson. Yeah. So I Lamar- think of Wilson is like the oldest new wave. Hey, everybody. My name is Jason from Public Access America. My name is Adam from Adam has a beard. My name is Corbin Elliott, and I am with the Peace and Purpose Podcast. And you can find any of our podcasts anywhere you find your favorite podcasts. Brilliant, gentlemen. Yeah. Awesome. Cool. Thank you. Now we're going to dig it with a dab of double gooey dogrel. So cats wrap off your whiskers and stretch out your fangs. And get with us in a planetary clamor room. Yeah. Like he started the yes, new trend 100%. of what is out there now. He'll be the old hat when Brady and Roethlisberger and I don't Rogers. Can you call him a quarter? What do you call a guy that cries all the time and kind of just works when he has Tom Brady? To? Tom Brady. Like you a call guy him that Tom Brady. Wears, a guy that wears just yellow spandex Except, in his. Get out of here! You know Tom I mean? Brady. Oh my God. 
Except Tom Brady is at least, you know, can back up his whining by winning right. Super Bowls. I mean, right. And he can wear his wife's clothes comfortably. Right. Just saying, for a friend, just saying. Not a guy it's that's me. comfortable with just getting Look, sacked by the Bears endlessly. You know what I mean? Uh, <laughs> all I all I know is, is that I gave Brady a lot of shit because he had yeah. Bill Achieve as his coach. Mm. And I said, Look, the moment that if Tom Brady wins a Super Bowl with the Tampa Bay Bucks, everybody's going to have to shut their mouth because uh-huh. then it turns out he's actually a good oh, yeah. quarterback that's not, you know, cheating, mm-hmm. uh, not dealing with all the cheating stuff. Mm-hmm. And that's pretty much how it's turned out is, is that, you know, mm-hmm. he he went down one year, wins a Super Bowl with the Bucks, and that's that. And yep. he's yep. on the verge of potentially winning a second with the Bucks. Oh, yeah. 100%. So, but like Aaron Rodgers, on the other hand, this dude literally has won one Super Bowl, 2010, mm-hmm. and he whines and bitches and complains and moans. Like, I don't know if he, like, the only thing that he's going to do any differently, potentially, compared to Brett Favre, is whether or not he starts sending pictures of his junk to the sideline reporters. Mm-hmm. I mean, you think about it, the old nice. gunslinger. I mean, what? Brett, Brett Favre went from being the old gunslinger to the old junk dealer. Right. <laughs> you know what's funny? My favorite uh, Green Bay jersey is my Brett, my Brett Favre Jets jersey. <laughs> oh, nice. Because nice. yeah. I'll wear that to Wisconsin anytime. That's how much I just don't like the Packers. You know. What I mean? Hell yeah. And now the Packers are talking about they don't want to go negotiate with Rodgers. And he's like, I'll leave. And they're like, um, okay, that's kind of what we meant. <laughs> and he's like, no, wait, I'll stay. <laughs> Damn. Right. It's like, like you won a Super Bowl eleven years ago, great. Mm-hmm. You haven't you've you've made a couple of okay runs since then. You know, I haven't seen this level of commitment to mediocrity since the Dallas Cowboys committed to Tony <laughs> Romo. Right. Oh my gosh, who is a great <laughs> analyst, by the way. Oh God, great my ass. Let me tell you something about Tony Romo. So we were playing South by Southwest in in like 2010, 2011, somewhere in there. Anyway, our last show of the of the of the run before we're going home, uh, <laughs> Tony Romo walks in the bar, and I'm like saying to everybody in the band, nice. I'm like, "Hey, that's fucking Tony Romo. That's Tony fucking Romo, dude. You guys see him? It's Tony Romo." Everybody's like, "Who?" I'm like, well, fuck it, dude. I'm gonna go over and say what's up. So I walked over him, me being my my smart ass self. I'm like, "Hey, man, how you doing?" Oh, I'm doing good. You know, they're talking. I was like, hey, man, fucking, can I buy you a beer? Well, I sat down and talked and didn't didn't talk no football. Didn't talk shit. Didn't, we're just talking about, you know, the music. We're talking about whatever, this and that. And then uh, and then they call me up. They're like, hey, we got to go play. So I'm like, all right, man, well, I'll be back. I got to go handle some business. I'll be back. And so we did our thing. We played up there. He's out there. He's like, who the fuck? What? Okay, musician. Oh, cool. All right. We get done. We kick ass. Get back to the bar. Sitting there, hey, can I buy you another beer? He's like, man, let me buy you a beer. I'm like, all right, fuck, whatever, dude. I don't give a shit. You know, I'll buy the next one. He goes, do you know who I am? I go, fuck yes, I do. Go Seahawks. He goes, God damn it. And we start talking, started talking a little bit more. And then all of a sudden, I go, hey, let me ask you a question. He goes, hey, ah, fuck, here it comes because he thought I was going to talk football with him. I'm like, so how was Jessica Simpson's titties? Were they big? Mm. And he goes, <laughs> and he goes, <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, bro. <laughs> that was my interaction with Tony Romo, dude. He was fucking cool, though, man. Not, oh, not, yeah. he, real smart analyst, real smart fucking dude, you know, whatever, dude. I'm, you yeah. know, just like, shoot the shit, the guy. He changed analytics with the way he can call the plays based on 100%. the defense. Like you know he's I mean? a he's a he's a shit quarterback, but he, he actually is great when it comes to being an analyst. Yeah. Yep. 
He can predict what the play is going to be. And it's so awesome to be like, here's what's going to happen. There's the guy that's going to screw up. There's the penalty. I already called it before the play. (laughs) That's awesome. You know, why watch the game? Ask Tony what the end result's going to be. Yeah, yeah. He's a shit quarterback, but great analyst. And then you see Troy Aikman all butthurt. Like, I'm not (laughs) as good as him. No, you're not. You never were. And that's Tony Romo, bro. (laughs) Yeah. Glass shoulder Romo, dude. Hell yeah. Seriously. Right. That is just a great clip that we didn't get to fit into our two-hour recording, but it is on a live stream at Public Access America on YouTube, where you can find any of our live streams, as well as our Red Circle Spotlight episodes. We did uh, generate videos for some of our favorite episodes and made a playlist on YouTube called Red Circle Spotlight, and that's just some of our finished episodes, uh, as God intended. Finished, polished, and ready for you. It even has chapter lists, so you can jump um, topic to topic, which is really cool. And, um, hey, we got something special for you here. It's from Inspirations Beyond Disabilities. It's from an episode called It's My Guide Dog, and I'll Cry If I Want To. And that isn't even out publicly yet while I'm recording this clip show. But Bella joined Jay, Shy, and Ezric to have a great conversation about like just being blind. And so it's a two-part conversation. And this is from the second episode. But I do encourage you to go listen to all the episodes at Inspirations Beyond Disabilities. It's just great people getting together. It's a growing group. And it's just people willing to be open and honest about human things from a human perspective and staying optimistic while surviving. They use the hashtag on TikTok, VIP, all caps. I use the hashtag BeingBlind2021. So if you are searching and you want to find any of that stuff, feel free to go to Twitter. Check out Public Access Pod. Go ahead and follow me. We have some great retweets from some great organizations. And you can find um, some of the hashtags I use, like Big brain pod or made by humans and being blind 2021 this is a great conversation i'm not going to give you too much setup because it doesn't really need it this is shy j ezrick and our new friend bella from inspirations beyond disabilities just having a great conversation as we always do thank you for listening to public access america please listen to our other great partners so they will buy you at least here and I'm pretty sure most of them, their whole purpose is to get blind people in the workforce. That's all of these, every state that has one of these services, that's their whole job. So if you want them to buy something, it needs to be for school or work. work. They will buy you anything you want if it is for school or work. And that's the problem people have, but they're like, oh, they won't buy me, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, okay, well, what are you doing? Are you sitting at home all day? Because they're not going to spend thousands of dollars on you if you're not going to get them to their goal. And their goal is to get you working. Mm -hmm. That's why I was like, for me, I was like, I can't argue this. I was like, I'm just going to have my family do this. And eventually when I go back to school, it it will help me out. I know it will. Yeah, because that's that's their purpose. If you're not in school and you're not working, they're not. You don't want to work. It's not going to happen. Yeah, then they're not going to spend money on you. If you're not on track to work, they're not going to give you because there's no return on investment there. And then Mm -hmm. if you are working, they will they will further bend their back to help make sure you stay there. Because the whole point is to is to get you off of social security. Yeah, they've spent thousands of dollars on me, and it's because I was in school. Likewise. 
job and people are like, oh, they suck. They won't buy me anything. It's like, you're not doing anything. What it, the, the they, point, because they had. Sorry, Shai. Well, go ahead. The whole point is, is that when they turn around and they buy it for you, because what they get is they get grant money for this stuff. With a grant, you have to show them why you gave that to them. They can't show you at home on your couch holding your orcam at the screen like they can't show you like that doesn't seem like a big return of investment for them mm-hmm. like they can't show you with your with your smart reader or your pearl camera like just sitting there like twiddling your thumbs like they have yeah, to show like, you as oh, a student or like oh i wanted it so i could play video games yes <laughs> like that's they're not going to get that's it not a them. valid reason for them <laughs> like don't don't get me wrong I definitely use the technology that they spent money on to play video games. Facts. But that's not why they but bought it. But that's not the original reason. Like <laughs> you're you're like you working, showing them that you have a job or your degree or your diploma is proof enough to show not only is this orchid because I've seen um I've seen representatives get fired for approving something for someone because they felt bad for a person. And they mm-hmm. lost their job because it wasn't mm-hmm. for school. It wasn't for work. They lost their job. Yeah. So, and people get mad at these at these, uh, you know, friggin' government things that are trying to help you better yourself yeah. because they're like they won't buy me anything. They suck. They're they take forever. They blah blah blah. It's like they're helping. What are you doing? What's your what's your goal? Yeah. You know, <laughs> what's your goal? Now, and if you have a goal and you are in school and they're still not buying you stuff, then you can be mad. Exactly. You've, got a, you've got a case there. Then yeah. You've got a case there. That's different. That's a different story. But um, yeah, man. It's so interesting. I just every time I hear someone complaining about their disability services, I'm like, okay, but what do you what do you need the device for? Like what's exactly. your because I feel like if I asked for an orcam right now, they bought me. So I, my, I'm going through something because they bought me eSight, but I can't use, I was, they bought me eSight for my old job, but I lost my job, my old job. And I can't use eSight with these kids that I'm working with now because Jay, I don't know if you could imagine me walking around with a, basically a, a slim VR headset on mm-hmm. my, with a bunch of <laughs> it's just not gonna, it's not it's gonna, gonna work. work. It's too distracting for them. Even yeah. taking out my handheld is distracting. I have a, a pebble. Yeah. Just, even that is distracting for them. I use it because it's easy for me to redirect them. But if I was wearing this big thing on my head, I wouldn't get anything done with those kids. It's just not feasible. But I feel bad because it's very expensive and they bought it for me. But now I can't use it at work. I can use it in my personal life, but I can't use it at work. They've already justified it, though. They've already... Yeah. Because they've seen mm-hmm. you on your old job with it. For them, it's justified. It's done and it's dusted. So, like, that's why they won't ever kick back on it, I don't think. Yeah, no, they won't ask for it back or anything. But yeah. it makes me nervous to ask for the... I think the Orchem would benefit me more because it's more low profile. Mm-hmm. Orchem would benefit every blind person, mm-hmm. I think, in my opinion, like, in the work or school setting. I think it's something that would yeah. definitely benefit For me, like, even, even daily life setting, because, okay, how many of us you know, go and, you know, find ourselves shopping online for just groceries because of the simple fact that going into a store and occasionally, you know, having the the struggle of like, Hey, can you have somebody help me do my shopping? It's, 
you know, one, you feel like you're a burden and two, it's, you know, frustrating when they're like, oh, well, we're short staffed or, oh, let me get somebody. And they take a good 15, 20 minutes just to grab somebody from the back. Or you live in the hood. The answer is always hell no. Exactly. (laughs) So what, what I've been doing lately when I go to the uh, gas station or the grocery store or the or whatever, I'll FaceTime a friend that I'm struggling here with my cane in my hand, the phone in the other, all all my all the things that I'm shopping with in in like my chest area, and it's like seeing it is, AI. Oh my god! Huh? I usually use seeing AI when no, I no, but shop. even even that know. even that. Oh my god! I, I was trying to use seeing AI just to read a lean cuisine earlier, and I was like. <laughs> I was done. I was done. I was so done. I was over. Here's the here's the here's the thing though. Like I I advocate for seeing AI if, if that's all you have. But yeah. imagine being in a store where your hands are full. That's my point. Like, that's exactly you got your cane the point. in one hand. And I know for me. Oh yeah, like, I don't, I've done that too. Yeah, it sucks. Yeah. Especially like I was. I remember being in Ross and having like the hangers of clothes on my arms because I was using my phone to check the sizes mm-hmm. and the price. So I'd be like, Kane is falling over in the mm-hmm. aisle and like mm-hmm. <laughs> and my phone in one hand. I almost tripped a lady because it, it's, it's a time. It's a lot of fun. <laughs> <laughs> but that's mainly the reason why I got it. I was like, this could help me out one in my travels and two in my, my small daily living. Like I, I know um, I avoid bigger stations, you know, and transfers because of like, some stations are like a maze, you know, it's not like Philly where we only ha- where you guys only have what two lines. <laughs> no, we got more than two lines. We've got way more than two lines. The trolleys don't count. Okay. <laughs> no, we've got more than two. Li- we've got more than two lines. I have, but, shitty, you know, <laughs> but the point that I'm trying to make is like, it would benefit me to be able to like, look up, have the OrCam read the sign that's, that's telling me, okay, the E train is to the left. Okay. Now I now I can actually f- follow where everybody else is, you know, headed. I just want it for work. I just want it to when I sit down to to do a worksheet with a kid, I can just look at it. That's really what I want because it's very annoying for me to. I have to ask the kid to give me the worksheet. I have to take out my phone. I have to read the worksheet, and then I have to give it back to the kid. And then every time they write down an answer, I have to take the worksheet back and check it, and then give it back. And then like it's frustrating. <laughs> and, and then it, the kids, because of. You know, I was all just going to say that. Yeah, all their varying functioning levels, some of them don't get it. They don't know what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Like, they understand that I'm asking for the paper, I'm taking it, and but they don't know, like, is she taking it because my answer is wrong? Is she taking it because I did something wrong? Like, I want my paper because I'm supposed to be doing work. Like, it, the kid, and then, and then I have like kids getting agitated or like, so I know that it would benefit this job specifically. I don't even, because in my personal life, I'm fine just using my phone. I really don't care. It's cheaper. I already have it. But for this job, I know for a fact that it would help me more. I just haven't asked because I feel bad because they just bought me eSight and eSight's like 10 grand. So <laughs> I feel Christ. really bad. Yeah, I feel really bad. Ah, anyway. I hope bro. they give it to you though. <laughs> Probably will. I just feel shitty because, like I said, Eastside's really expensive, and now I'm not using it at work. You know, it's like the, the sad thing is, I'm pretty sure you couldn't even like. That's the worst thing with some of this equipment. You're stuck with it, and you can't like. How how hard is it to resell a Braille note, resell a a, a Pebble or Eastside? Because like now with OrCam out, Eastside is 
basically useless. I mean, I don't know. Well, they've always been out at the same... They came out around the same time, I feel like, no? I don't know. I'm don't not know. sure. Don't. <laughs> don't ask me. I have a question for Miss Bella. <laughs> um, do you... When you got O'Hara, do you have... First of all, do you have any family members who did not like dogs? Because that's a thing. Or, like, well, didn't want dogs around them. like, didn't like dogs, but my brother has been terrified of larger dogs since he was, like, a little kid because he got nipped on the ankles by a herding dog in Ireland. Uh, so he's <laughs> always had fear of dogs because he was, like, six at the time or something like that. Um, so he was actually a little scared of O'Hara when she first came home, but he put that aside because he knew that I needed her. And yeah. so, and he knew all the training and stuff that she would have that she would never, ever hurt him, ever. Yeah. So he actually has been able to get over his fear a bit of dogs and is not obviously not scared of her like at all. Like they snuggle together all the time and like they're best. So it's like the sweetest thing ever. Um, but no, I never really had family members because we have a, we have a pet dog, but he's mm-hmm. a small dog, which is a Jack Russell mix. Um, but no, I never really had family members that like were against it or scared of like not scared, but um, not okay with me getting a guide dog yeah i have extended family that like are very like old school hispanic caribbean where they're like dogs belong outside like (laughs) they don't like i can't put my dog outside yeah but it's like okay but if i if you invite me over for dinner i'm gonna bring and i have a guide dog the guide dog is coming with me like that's what's happening so it's like I don't know. It's just interesting to think of how the people in your life will respond to it. Cause like Joe is my boyfriend. He's like pushing for me. He's like, you should totally get one. Like he really wants me to apply. But then I have people like my mom who like has allergies. It doesn't like dogs in the house. And it's like, if I go visit her, I have my guide dog. Like, <laughs> so I think about that sometimes, but I don't know. That's interesting. I'm actually it- glad you brought up like visiting family. Cause, um, I actually do have a, a question for Bella. Um, so one thing I do very often, and I put it down on my sheet, is that I travel to Providence to, to visit my father, visit my aunt, my uncle, my brothers. Mm-hmm. And, you know, how is, how is O'Hara on, I, I want to say, like, a Greyhound bus, if you've ever put her through that? Like long drives? Long drives. You did a long drive to upstate New York, like the Ithaca area, which is actually where she was, was, um, raised weird enough. Mm-hmm. Cause my dad grew up there and we've been going there like every year. So it was just kind of a cute little coincidence that anywhere on the East coast that she could have been raised. It was right in that town that my dad grew up in. Um, <laughs> so it was really cool. So now we just make seeing her puppy raisers an annual thing with oh, I love that. It's the best. It's the best. Public access America. It's always funny because like, Especially because as you know, libertarians, we get a ton of shit, even amongst other libertarians. I think political philosophy is a lot like religion, and where there's moments you have to go on faith and trust what somebody else is saying. The main, the main focus is, is just like less dependence on the government, because, well, 
we've seen how that's gone. And you don't have to do that if you think about it in a human way. You know, more dependence on connections with each other. But you can always bring it back to what would one human do for another? What would a hundred do for a hundred? People looking out for people. Find Public Access America anywhere you find your favorite podcast every Sunday and Thursday. And join the chat on YouTube at Public Access America every Sunday, noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific. Communities looking out for community. Public Access America. History in the making. Making history in the making. In the making. In the making. Amazing. Uh, she did fine. They're fine. They're trained to do that. Um, I think it would depend on the the length of the trip too. So if I were to go to where's a good place? I don't know. Take a long flight. I would probably more likely do a connecting flight rather than a straight flight, just because you want to be able to like if it's too long, you want to be able she to need, time she needs breaks. Go to the bathroom. Yeah, exactly like that but you this was like a five and a half hour car ride we only stopped like once and she was 100 okay okay and they they stay settled they might get a little antsy because like you know laying for a while so they might stand mm-hmm. up and then you just have to tell them to lay back down and then they're all yeah. good okay i, I mean even typical, oh go ahead public access america it's always funny because like Especially because as you know, libertarians, we get a ton of shit, even amongst other libertarians. I think political philosophy is a lot like religion, and where there's moments you have to go on faith and trust what somebody else is saying. The main, the main focus is it's like less dependence on the government because, well, we've seen how that's gone, and you don't have to do that if you think about it in a human way. You know, more dependence on connections with each other. But you can always bring it back to what would one human do for another? What would a hundred do for a hundred? People looking out for people. Find Public Access America anywhere you find your favorite podcast every Sunday and Thursday. And join the chat on YouTube at Public Access America every Sunday, noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific. Communities looking out for community. Public Access America. History in the making. Making history in the making. In the making. In the making. I've seen I've seen some TikToks where you talk about people actually reaching down and touching your dog and uh, like recognizing your dog. And this is a real opportunity to like maybe expand on that a little bit. Like why are they doing it and why shouldn't they do it kind of thing? Okay. One of the big things I hear, this happens to all different types of service dogs, but for me specifically, one of the things I hear all the time is you can touch the dog. She won't be able to see you doing it. And people do like walk by pets where they reach down and my brother would be like, you know, they just touched your dog. Like if I'm with him or somebody, cause they just gently pet her while she walks by. The reason you can't pet service dogs while they're working without permission is because service dogs are trained to mitigate um, the disability of somebody who's disabled from that disability. So what they're trained to do is perform tasks or work that is going to literally lessen that person's disability. For example, most people don't have to think about walking into a room and how am I going to find a chair? Like in the middle of public, my dog mm-hmm. needs a chair for me, but that's a task that most people wouldn't have to like, think about like, how am I going to get to a seat? Where is the seat? You know, where's the door? Stuff like that. And my dog's doing that for me actively while we're out in public. So the reason why it's so important to not interact with them at all, talking to them, making kissy sounds, petting them, direct eye contact with them for a prolonged amount of time is because you're literally putting that person's life in danger because their dog is their medical equipment in this case. 
Um, however, sometimes I personally, every handler is different, choose to let people pet her sometimes if they ask and if it's safe for us, like if we're just sitting, um, like, cause O'Hara's tasks don't require, um, most of them, like we could just be sitting there. She's still observing things around. So she's still working, but it's not like she's actively guiding me. Mm -hmm. So, but I still require people to ask or whatever, because it's like, it puts my life <laughs> at risk. And I don't want to like, if she gets one interaction like that, who's to say she's not going to seek it out from people, you know, she's going to think it's okay. Mm -hmm. Start seeking yeah. it out. Maybe there's a pothole. She misses the pothole. I twist my ankle because she was so excited by somebody trying to get her to come over to them. Like yeah. you can really put people and their lives and the dog's life too, and training at severe risk by interacting with the dog without asking. Some handlers will say, yeah, you can pet my dog or yeah, you can whatever. If you ask, some say no, but like, who are, who are you to put somebody else's life at risk like that? Definitely. Not really fair at all. The so, other thing is I'm pretty fair. sure, I'm pretty sure um, O'Hara also works not just on like, you know, treat based, um, like reassurance, like you did a well job. It's also, you know, the occasional like pets, you just, you know, you just helped me cross the street and there was a car barreling towards me. I remember you, you saying in one of your videos that in that instance where she, where she saved you, you, you got down and you gave her love just, just so she knew that she did something very, very, you know, very, very well. And also it's something that she knows that she needs to do, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. So if other people are doing that, like you said, they're giving your dog that gratification, that reward, and it's not their job to give that reward. It's yours. People command my dog all the time. When I let them say hi, the most frustrating thing is when they're like, okay, sit. sit. Yeah, they're like, yeah. That. If you can say, can you please have your dog sit or like whatever, just let me do it. Like if you want my dog to do something, verbalize it to me and I'll have her sit. Mm -hmm. If you're more comfortable with her sitting while she's saying hi to you, I will have her do that. She just stands and wiggles her butt because she gets excited. <laughs> but they'll be like, sit, okay, sit. I'm like, please don't command my dog because it is very dangerous, especially when she's in a harness. If she's yeah. trying to take commands from other people rather than mm -hmm. take my commands. Cause it's again, it's our lifeline. Yeah, yeah. totally. It's your I eyes. Mean, so it's like putting their fingers all over your glasses and just smearing them. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Oh gosh. So I have one really good question and it's because I live in a very dog centric neighborhood. Like legitimately, I, I find myself stopping Rocco from pulling me into other dogs because of how excited he gets when he sees another dog or apparently just a person that he thinks I want to be friendly with, which nine times out of 10, they don't want to be friendly with him. Sounds like a little <laughs> sweet boy. He sounds like a little happy boy. Uh, he's, he's sweet in his own right, but he's more playfully aggressive is what I call it. <laughs> but um, my fear is because I keep seeing, you know, the, it all over TikTok where, oh, this person's pit bull just attacked my dog or this person's dog keeps distracting my dog every time I go outside. Like, what is your, your way of mitigating that? And, you know, have you interact, have had interactions like that? Yeah. I remember I was leaving like one of the most familiar <laughs> interactions that I can remember right now is when I was walking back from class uh, several couple years ago with O'Hara from college, it's like a middle of a thunderstorm. It was nighttime. 
Um, part of my vision is I have complete night blindness pretty much. So I'm basically totally blind in dim lighting or outside at night. Same. Yeah. Same, oh, same boat there. Movie theater, you walk into a movie theater. Before, oh yeah. Nothing. Nothing. It is nothingness in there. Um, not even the little lights on the ground actually. Cause they usually use like yellow and I cannot, mm-hmm. they're not bright enough. Um, but like she was guiding me middle of a thunderstorm raining. So it's like all that stimulus happening. It's like very overwhelming and trying to navigate as like a blind person in the middle of that, trying to listen to your surroundings, trying everything. I hear this running behind me. I'm like, what is happening? All of a sudden O'Hara whips around because something's literally touching her. It is this off leash dog. Oh God. Literally like just starting to interact with play with O'Hara. And so I panic and like, I try to be respectful, but like firm at the same time when it's a situation like that, because I can hear the owner like, and I can see their little, um, they had a headlight on. I could see their little headlight in the midst of the thunderstorm. And I was Mm. like, please control your dog. My dog is working right now. She's my eyes. I can't see. I can't see. I kept saying, I can't see. She's my eyes. Like just repeating that. Please get your dog away from my dog. Um, And she was like, it's okay. Don't worry. My dog is really friendly. That doesn't matter. What? Thank you. Thank you. Great for you. But I don't, I'm literally blind (laughs) and I'm trying to navigate and you just took my eyes away from me police control your dog and so eventually she did but it like took her a while and she was like i was like my dog's a guide dog she's like that's nice oh, oh man God. people don't learn right. understand. They right. don't get it. no but it happens and i just try to be nice about it but firm because i don't think like yelling at somebody and like cursing them out and whatever is like because if i yell at people they're yeah. less likely, in my opinion, to retain the information that I'm teaching. One hundred percent. Yeah. So if you're screaming at somebody, like, and cussing them out and stuff, all they're going to remember is that you screamed and cussed them out. They're yeah. And they're just going to get defensive back. They're just going to scream and cuss back, and no, nothing's going to happen. There's no productiveness. You happening. can be like, I like to be firm and like very like do please uh, like please get your dog away from mine like that because my dog is my eyes. What's dangerous? X Y Z. I won't like cuss somebody out. Um, yeah. I know some people who will, but I don't believe in that because I don't think they're going to actually like learn that it's not an okay thing mm-hmm. to do. If you're just screaming at them, that's all they're going to remember is just just screaming. Not what you said. Definitely. So. I have a 100% pet peeve with people who walk their dogs off leash. Regardless. It, I have one of, I have such a good dog. Like Max is great. He's, so he's, he's so cute. And he's, like amazing very well trained like joe did a great job training him because joe already had max when i started dating him so um he he's just a really good dog but that doesn't mean i'm gonna like just walk around all willy-nilly and let him run around like a crazy person Mm -hmm. like it's not and and it happens a lot with small dogs i've noticed Mm -hmm. i have a whole thing joe and i get really passionate about this because people don't train small dogs the way they train big dogs because a big dog, if it gets excited and jumps on you, can hurt you, can knock you over, can just, you know, get you all dirty, whatever. People don't like it when big dogs jump on them, right? But a little dog can jump all over you and their paws come up to your calf and you're like, oh, you're so cute. But it's the same behavior. Yeah. They're both excited to see you. They're both mm-hmm. happy. 
nobody has they don't neither of them has malintent but one is bigger than the other so if a big dog does it control your dog your dog is so crazy like you need to but a little dog oh you're so cute and happy oh i love it and it's like no they're both you know they're both maladaptive behaviors (laughs) and they both need to go they can't just be jumping on strangers they can't just be you know riling up and jumping on other dogs and it doesn't matter what size the dog is I get really annoyed. My opinion like is if you love your dog, leash your dog because yeah. O'Hara has a really good recall. So she will come back to me when I call her like 99% of the time. Like, I don't want to say 100% because no dog is ever perfect, but like she's a pretty solid recall. Um, and so my yard is not fenced in. And so therefore I'm not letting her off leash. And mm-hmm. um, even though she will most likely come to me when I call her, I, she's a dog. So yeah. I don't want to risk the, the the doggy behavior and people think that dogs need like so much freedom and stuff actually dogs domesticated dogs like because of being domesticated and being with people they actually need structure they're that is a fact. looking for you to tell them what to do they love that they don't just want to be like they're not wolves yeah. they're not just going to go out and like whatever like yeah the o'hara can explore on a very very long leash in my yard like a 30 foot long leash but i'm not gonna mm-hmm. let her off leash still giving her freedom but it's controlled freedom mm-hmm. and i think that that's really important also it's not my like choice to ruin other people's days by having my dog off leash and them having her because what they don't like dogs what if whatever like what if they're scared of dog like person on the earth yeah i hate it i hate it, I hate it so much joe max has a pretty max has like a 75 percent recall i feel like 75 <laughs> percent of the time he'll come back the other 25%, he'll see something and run away. So sometimes in the mornings, if we're running late, Joe will let Max pee like in the front of the house off leash and then bring him right back in. But like, I don't like when he does that because it makes me anxious. <laughs> but we would never take him on a walk that way ever. And they're like, oh, my dog's really good. He's just going to stay next to me. Like, I don't care. I don't care. Mm-hmm. I really don't care. <laughs> It's like you never know because dogs are dogs. And that's Jay, Shy, Bella, Ezric. Um, and I think I might have popped in there. I'm not quite sure. We were all just having a great conversation about being blind and surviving. And I think that's what's so great. Public Access America is just the greatest group of people. We call it a network, but it's more like a family. And I appreciate everyone. So thank you, Kai. Happy holidays to you from Unsubscribe. Hey, thank you, Corbin from the peace and purpose podcast i love what you're doing keep it up thank you to adam my brother from adam has a beard Uh, i'm gonna talk to you tomorrow for a live recording that i don't know where that's gonna go so thank you i mean i'm in the future right now right now i think i'm on jan uh january 2nd so happy new year happy new year what are your resolutions be more human be less political please Let's try that. Thank you to everyone at Inspirations Beyond Disabilities for making that such a hit that it is. Um, Thank you to you in every country around the world. Please celebrate safely. Um, Have a sanitized Christmas. Do whatever you have to do to survive. This, This pandemic isn't your fault, but it is your responsibility. So thank you for listening to Public Access America. Let's do better next year than we did last year. To those who would tear the world down, 
We will defeat you. This is our moment. This is our time. To those who seek peace and security, we support you. Yes, we can. And to all those who have wondered if America's beacon still burns as bright, tonight we prove once more that the true strength of our nation comes not from the might of our arms or the scale of our wealth, but from the enduring power of our ideals, democracy, liberty, opportunity, and unyielding hope. Let me tell you something you already know. In this lifetime, you don't have to prove nothing to nobody except yourself. But it ain't about how hard you hit. It's about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward. How much you can take and keep moving forward. That's how winning is done. Welcome, welcome to Public, public Access, access America. America. Yes, we can. Sunday live streams on YouTube. I wanted to run out of that tunnel for my dad. On Twitter. Podcast, Podcast, Stitcher, Smart, Stitcher Radio, Smart Radio, 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 Public, and Spotify. Yes, we can. Public Access Public America. Access history America. in the making. Making history in the making. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Did you know that most vitamin D3 supplements come from sheep's wool? I'm Kat, founder of Ritual. We're making traceability the new standard for the supplement industry. When I was pregnant, I couldn't find a multivitamin I could trust, so I created my own. Ours is made traceable, third-party tested, and clean label project certified. Oh, and our vitamin D3? It comes from sustainably harvested lichen from England, not sheep. Trace for yourself with 25% off at ritual.com slash podcast.